Welcome to day four of season three, uh, shaped by the word. <clears throat> this year we're doing the story of the prophets. Uh, we've done Jonah, and uh, we were introduced, uh, you know, to Amos uh, yesterday. Amos is coming, you know, from a part of uh, Israel's broken into two. Uh, there are two separate nations. Um, uh, one of the northern tribes, uh, which are the ten, you know, larger tribes, and, and they're in the middle of prosperity, and yet they're as far from God as they could possibly be. And so you have uh, Amos as, as kind of an upper middle class. He would have rough hands. He would be, uh, you know, a hard worker, you know, because of what he had done coming from, uh, you know, the area of Jerusalem or just south of Jerusalem, you know, just a little uh, ways outside of Bethlehem. And he's pronouncing in the middle of this prosperity, God's judgment coming. And he's introduced uh, that judgment in a, in a very nice way. We, we heard that reputation of, for three sins, yet for four you know, I'll pronounce, you know, my judgment. And so the three is a word of completion. And then four says that, you know, I've, I've had patience with you and gone beyond patience in every instance where he's judging. And he's done this six times. We're going to hear it for a seventh time, which is another word of completion. And it, it kind of doubles up uh, when he turns, you know, to the nation of Israel, you know, that God has sent him to. So that's where we pick up uh, in verse six of chapter two. As always, uh, before we read, uh, we we want to see, you know, not from a distance, you know, God's evaluation of Israel. We want to see up close God's evaluation, you know, of us mm-hmm. as He speaks to Israel, mm-hmm. and we want His Word, you know, to penetrate the places in our heart that need to be exposed, so that we can bring Him to the light and and, and know His grace and, and know the joy you have a restored relationship with Him. So before we read, uh, we, we always pause toward that end, seeking God's presence and uh, offering Him available hearts. So Matt, you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we do pause before you, aware of our need for you, our need for um, your, your revealing to us um, our sin, our idolatry, um, but also opening our eyes to see the grace that we have in Christ. And as we read um, Amos together, Father, would you do just that? Would you um, draw us to you? Would you reveal those areas in our life that we've um, rejected you, that we've abandoned you, and turned to other things? And Father, would we be quick to repent? Um, Father, we thank you for your spirit who dwells in us, who um, enables us to, to understand, who gives us wisdom. And we ask as we read, you would do just that. And we love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amos chapter 2, beginning in verse 6. And this is what the Lord says for three sins of Israel, even for I will not relent. Uh, they sell the innocent for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals. They trample on the heads of the poor as on the dust of the ground, and they deny justice to the oppressed. Father and son use the same girl and so profane my holy name. They lie down beside every altar on garments taken in pledge. In the house of their God they drink wine taken as fines. Yet I destroyed the Amorites before them, though they were tall as cedars and as strong as the oaks. I destroyed their fruit above and their root below. I brought you up out of Egypt and I led you forty years in the wilderness to give you the land of the Amorites. Also raised up prophets among your children and Nazarites from among your youths. Is it not true, people of Israel, declares the Lord? But you made the Nazarites drink wine and commanded the prophets not to prophesy. <laughs> now then I will crush you as a cart crushes when loaded with grain. The swift will not escape and the strong will not muster their strength and the warrior will not save his life. 
the archer will not stand as, the archer will not stand his ground and the fleet-footed soldier will not get away and the horseman will not save his life even the bravest warrior will flee naked on that day declares the lord and of course by the time he gets to the nation of israel uh he reserves his most severe you know judgment uh, for the people that you know god has sent amos to and it is it is a, a really hard judgment of course the rest of the book will enlarge on this judgment you know as as, as, as we move as we move through that you know you talked about even in the introduction that you know a large part of of kind of the judgment coming against israel and and judah is is their lack of concern for the poor and, and the needy to to be that extension of, of grace and compassion and, and care for uh, of God to to the people and even how they describe it in the opening of what we just read is you know they sell the innocent for silver and and they sell the needy for a pair of sandals you know just mm-hmm. the complete kind of neglect of 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 this person of this image bearer I'll, I'll get rid of them so that I can get a pair of sandals and you know they deny justice to the oppressed and. You know, as I think as we spent more time in, in the Old Testament and more time kind of seeing the heart of God, we've always seen he does have a, a, a deep concern and care for the poor and the neglected. And obviously that hasn't changed for today. And, you know, obviously that Israel failed to, to often be that. But yeah, the, the church has been invited into that as well. And so we do have the invitation to, to take the heart and, and, and the love and compassion and mercy of Christ you know, to those around us. And, and so I love just seeing the invitation of, of old is still the invitation today. Um, mm-hmm. No, it, it's, you know, the gospel is, uh, you know, not simply, you know, that we're equitable with the poor, but we lift up the poor. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's what God has done to us in our spiritual poverty. He has, he has lifted us up. And, and of course, it's easy, you know, for people to take advantage of people. And that's exactly what's mm-hmm. happening here. You even have that sense of, you know, they uh, lie down beside every altar on garments taken in a pledge. In other words, it's uh, the poor come to them in need of money, and they say, "Okay, we'll loan you money, but uh, you know, leave your you know leave your garment." And so they put them in a situation where they're uh, becoming more and more mired in debt, and more and more and, and until finally, you know, you just can kind of pass them off like you'd pass off a pair of sandals. And it is mm-hmm. it is a hard picture all, all the way through. Mm-hmm. I guess I, you know, continue to see that through chapters one and two, you know, that God cares about people. Um, I would almost say that that's a, a good way of even gauging our own hearts as we reject God's truth in our own heart. Sometimes that shows up in how we, our lack of care for people or our, our lack of love for people. And you think about the words of Christ who would say to, to love God and to love people. I mean, those two are so connected and, you know, how we we do or do not care for those who are mm-hmm. disenfranchised. Yeah, and, and, and of course, you know, the prophet Micah, you know, which we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, work our way through as, as we read through the season, says, you know, he has showed you, oh man, what is good and what does the Lord require to you to act justly, to love mercy mm-hmm. and to walk humbly with your God. So it's the whole attitude of <laughs> uh, when our hearts are right with God. They're tender toward Him, and they're also tender toward each other. Yeah. And uh, there is a sense of deep, you know, compassion. Yeah. And, and a lot of times, I guess, you know, you can kind of gauge that in how, how we look at people who are down and out. 
you know, whether we are condescending in our attitude toward them or our hearts are moved, you know, with mm-hmm. grace, you know, and compassion. And, and more than not, uh, we can tend to be uh, condescending. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I deserve everything I've got, just like, you know, uh, Jonah deserved to have a vine over his head and, and great comfort. Yeah. And, uh, they're responsible for everything they do not have. Yeah, this is one of those passages you talk about at the beginning. Sometimes we read the prophets and we, we just want to hear them condemn the people of the day and say, man, what, what were they doing? Until you realize that the sins that they were harboring mm-hmm. or committing are the same ones that we're guilty of today. You know, this materialism, mm-hmm. this you know, this greed, you know, see, uh, selling innocent for silver and needy for a pair of sandals and taking advantage of people. You have just sexual immorality. You know, and, and all of those things, I mean, here it is. The people of God that should be different than all the other nations look just like the nations. But then you take these things they're guilty of and what the Lord says, you know, verse 11 and 12, you've neglected my word. You know, I've raised up prophets for you. You told them not to prophesy. You know, you, you commanded the people that, that I placed, you know, there for you to do things that they shouldn't have done, neglecting my no, word. You, you, you want, you know, prophets that look like you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want Nazarites. You know, by people who are dedicated to God to fall into your same you know, excesses. Yeah. And, and, of course, Paul would describe this, you know, later as, a, you know, uh, surrounding yourselves, you know, with uh, teachers who tell you exactly what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. And, and we do like that. We do not, we don't like prophets who, you know, will challenge our culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like, you know, to affirm our culture and to affirm, you know, our vices. And, and of course, and, and one of the things you have here is you, you have... Uh, you know, when God says, I'm going to crush you like a cart that just kind of falls down mm-hmm. you know, in the middle of it, you, you have some of their idolatries, you know, that are kind of exposed here. Mm-hmm. The swift will not escape. Don't think because you're swift you can get out of this. The strong will not muster their strength. Mm-hmm. The warrior not only won't save you, he can't even save his own life. The archer's not going to be able to stand his ground. The fleet-footed soldier will not get away. The horseman will not save his life. Even the bravest warrior will flee naked on that day. In other words, you have all of your resources that you're depending on and that mm-hmm. you, you look to for security. Every one of those will fail you in that day. And, and these are their idolatries. And, and the same can be for us. Our, mm-hmm. you know, our checking account or the neighborhood we live in or you know, the job we have and all the things that we're looking to for security you know, rather than God. So there is kind yeah. of a sense of here, is, here are some of their idols that are being exposed and they will be of no use to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They will not save your life. But there's one that will, you know, and then he's deserving That's right. of our complete <clears throat> devotion. Mm-hmm. And again, we'll hear it, you know, from the words, you know, of Jeremiah. And I don't let the wise men boast of his wisdom or the strong man boast of his strength. But let him who boasts or the rich man boast of his riches. But mm-hmm. let him who boasts boast of this that he knows and understands that I am the Lord who loves justice. Again, mm-hmm. we have in that picture. Heavenly Father, uh, we love prophets for the beauty of their speech and for the distance of their word. Uh, but uh, we pray as we read through the prophets that uh, you would use them not only as a, uh, a means of enlarging our vision of who you are and what is deeply important to you, but may we see, see ourselves and may we respond uh, to your grace and to your call uh, to find our confidence not in our swiftness or our strength or in archers or warriors or and and, uh, near fleet feet, uh, but to find our confidence in you and to know and rest in you. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen.